This is the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose, teaching influencers and bloggers how to become successful entrepreneurs. This is episode 133 of the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose. Today, I am excited to finally get to introduce you to my executive admin, Morgan Wiebalt. Morgan is going to be talking with us about content planning. And if this isn't a topic that you are know exactly what I'm talking about, or you've wondered how to get ahead on your content, you're going to want to listen in. Now, this is coming out. You'll be listening at the end of July to this, and you're going to hear in the recording that we actually did it mid-June, and it's all because of Morgan that I am able to get ahead on my content, know exactly what's gonna go into my editorial calendar. So I am really excited about this interview. You are going to wanna make sure that you click over to the show notes um, so that you can take a look at what it is that Morgan right now is offering as part of her services. Plus, you're also going to hear me talk about in Portfield a little bit and how I'm hoping she's listening, but she is not allowed to steal Morgan from it. All right, let's dive in. Welcome, Morgan. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Very good. Thank you. I am so excited for this interview. Everybody always hears me talking about Morgan and how Morgan organizes everything in my business for me, helps me with so many different things. And I'm excited to finally, I can't believe I haven't had you on the podcast yet. Yeah. So, so will you introduce yourself and tell everyone more about your businesses and what it is that you do? Yeah. So I'm Morgan. I have a blog called Morgan Manages Mommyhood, um, where I help moms make being a mom easier and being a kid more memorable with uh, fun kid food and hidden veggie recipes. Um, and then I have, well, I'm an executive admin for Jenny. So that's... <laughs> My title number two. And then (laughs) I have um, my business called Systems to Skyrocket, where I help bloggers create content more effectively through content planning and keyword research. Okay. Perfect. Yes. Nope. That is everything. That's perfect. Um, And so what we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk about content planning. And I know a lot of people, like I hear the word content planning and I just like, well, first of all, I'm not good at the organization side of things, but I will openly admit that. Well, that's why you have me, so... Yes, exactly. So when I thought of content planning in the past, I always thought of, okay, I have my little plugin in the back end of WordPress, and I'm just going to put in ideas in my calendar as far as random stuff that I'm pulling out of thin air that I want to actually create content for, for the lifestyle site, the Marrows family. Now, that is not what we should be doing. So walk me through some of the, what are like first steps to content planning? Yeah, so first I always tell people, and then they wanna all murder me, but you have, to look, you have to look at your analytics and Google Analytics and um, Search Console to figure out what's working because I have been in the boat too where I'm just making this, I'm like, man, this sounds like a really cool thing I can do while the kids are home and then it'll just be easy and I'll take some pictures and I'll throw it up and everyone's gonna love it. And that works like one in a million times. Um, so there's so many times where you do this, then you put it up and you're like, why is this working? And then you try searching it. It's because no one's looking for it. So if you're looking in things like Search Console, you can see things you're already ranking for. 
builds upon that. If you're looking at Google Analytics, you can see what works on Pinterest for you and builds upon that. If you're using a, an extension like Keywords Everywhere, you can look up words before you even take pictures of anything or you make these giant projects and invest your heart and soul into them and make sure that people are actually searching them so you're not wasting your time and energy. Yes. I love that you talk about actually doing the research and looking into making sure that it's what people are actually searching for. Um, and at the same time, I think we love to be creative. We love to um, see what else is out there and come up with these crazy ideas. Like one of my best examples, I think when we talk about this is I created love bug fruit cups, which went bananas on Pinterest. Everyone loved them. They were super cute. They were perfect for Valentine's day. But no one is searching for love bug fruit cups. Yeah, I have one of those. Yes. What is yours? Mine's chicken boodle soup, which is great. And it's at, at Halloween, I get crazy traffic. But it was one of those things that I was like, this is going to be so cool. And I got really lucky. So there's a difference between getting really lucky and putting the effort. And then it's not luck. You take the luck aspect out. Because if you research it, as long as you don't really do it bad, it's going to do okay. Yes, absolutely. And I think it is. It's, we think about like, oh, this is such a great idea. But then what are people actually searching for? What, little slight changes in the word or the, the way in which you arrange the words. It's amazing how much of a difference it can absolutely make. Yeah. So how do I go about writing a content plan? Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of ways that I tell people to do it because not everyone is going to like the same exact way that I tell them because everyone's brain works a little differently. So when I do my own, I do a mix. When I'm doing my content planner, I'm doing a mix of updating content and republishing it because I don't like to have to put too much effort into things if I already have it. Um, And I am creating brand new content. When I'm creating brand new content, I'm looking in my analytics and I'm looking in Search Console to figure out what's going to work. I set realistic guidelines, which I think is where everyone fails. They're like, I made this editorial calendar and then I did it for a week and then I failed. It's probably because you said you were going to do five posts a week and right now you're doing one. And then you're like, I'm going to do it. It's going to be awesome. And then you realize that you have a life and you can't do five at a time. Um, So I keep it realistic. For me, I can do about three a week four if I'm really ambitious, but most of that's republished. So I have it all out there already. Um, So once I have these slots kind of in a, for lack of a better term, um, I start popping things in. So I have, usually I have a list based on things like keywords I found in search console or um, building upon maybe my number right now. I have a post that's going crazy. um, And it's like these two ingredient cheesecake bites. I'm like, okay, so what can I do that builds upon that? And they're Funfetti cheesecake bites. So I said, okay, I'm going to do a Funfetti cheesecake. So I researched, I'm like, okay, people actually look for this. But the key there is they're not looking for no bake cake batter cheesecake. They're looking for Funfetti cheesecake. So there's, it's a little, like you said, little tweaks in the words you're using. So now I'm going to put in, in my content planner, this Funfetti cheesecake. And then I might do another flavor of a two ingredient bite because I'm, I'm building upon that. So it's great for Pinterest. It's great for um, Google. It's great for your bounce rate because you have things to direct people to. Um, And then once I do that, usually by then it's all filled. And if it's not, then I go in and I say, okay, what's seasonal? 
what season are we going into in six weeks? Because don't hate me, but you have to be doing mm, content ahead. So right now you might be thinking Labor Day, um, back to school, um, even fall. I just updated a pumpkin spice recipe <laughs> because I'm a little ambitious. Um, but then I'll pop those in. I'll say, okay, so if it's mid-July, I'm going to be looking at fall. So let's do an apple recipe. Um, let's do something like that. And I'm popping those in. Again, I'm making sure that everything is, I can interlink everything. And then it goes from there. Yes. I love the example that you gave about Search Console as far as actually finding that you are starting to rank for that. I think that that's the point that a lot of people miss that step is that we go, okay, we're going to go into our Google Analytics. We're going to look to see what's driving traffic. Oh, Pinterest is driving traffic. We're not thinking about what is actually being searched for in the biggest search engine on the interwebs, right? <laughs> so actually having Search Console installed so that we're able to go in there, able to look and see what words you're ranking for. So the cheesecake bite example that you gave, what words did you notice that you were ranking for that were coming up in search console? Uh, well, it's actually, I'm going to get real nerdy. I found it really interesting because I was like number, he was want to say 25 for Funfetti cheesecake. I was like, this isn't a Funfetti cheesecake, but I'm ranking for it. I'm never going to get to the first page with that specific recipe but why not let's build upon it and do that recipe and then I can rank for it. Um, I think it was like no baked cheesecake bites or like not cake batter bites, something like that. Um, but with that, I'm probably going to do a cake batter bites roundup and then I'm going to get all of, I'm going to do a few of my own, put other people's in and then roundups do really great on Pinterest. So, you know, double whammy. Yes, totally okay. Uh, <laughs> no, I love that you actually said that you were noticing that you're ranking for something that wasn't the point of the post. Because I think that is honestly how I started to notice for myself that, wait a second, I don't have a post that specifically talks about that. Maybe I should. And then being able to build upon that. I think that a lot of times people will say, well, I, you know, create something that's going to go viral. And we look and we think, um, yeah, that's like throwing spaghetti against the wall. Like, that's not what this can be about. You have to actually do the research, look and see what people are searching for. I love the way that this gets explained. And I think it's a, it's a piece that gets missed because a lot of us just create, start out by creating content because we're passionate about it, right? Yeah. So when you're going through and planning the, so we've got a content plan as we're putting it together. Is there a place that you would like keep it all organized for your calendar moving forward? Do you use a plugin? No, I don't. Okay, so I don't like using plugins because, well, I should, I'm a spreadsheet lover. So I love, Jenny knows this because I do all of Jenny's spreadsheets, but I love a good spreadsheet. So I tend to, um, I have a spreadsheet where I have every tab is a month and it's all, organized and beautiful. Um, and then I put in, if I'm going to, if I put in, if there's a section for posts, I'm going to be updating and posts, I'm going to be backdating, which is you're publishing it now, but putting the date as maybe last year. Cause if I want to put, I just did a turkey cupcake post. I don't want turkey cupcakes being on the first page of my blog. So I'm putting that as Thanksgiving as last year. So I can republish it later down the road. Um, and then I have, a, and there's a section for my brand new post. So then I use it to track what's done in it, um, what content I can then batch 
can get a little crazy, where I can figure out things that work together so I can do more at once. Um, yeah, I use a spreadsheet. I tried a paper planner and I hated it because I'm really neurotic. I don't like uh, scratching things out. I hate seeing that. And then I feel like in my own crazy mind, when I see if I don't do something when I planned it, um, then I get all weirded out. And I, I like to be able to move things without having permanent scratch marks. With spreadsheets, you can move things. And I just really like spreadsheets. And I other tabs. I'm always like, wait, there's another tab. Shoot, no, there's another tab. Um, okay, good. So when we're putting together that content plan then, and I think let's talk a little bit about keywords, right? When you're searching as far as search volume, what are we, should be, we, what number-ish should we be looking for? So I've heard a bunch of things and I've been doing a little more research myself where, you know, some people will say, oh, between at 1,500 and 2,400, if you're making this search volume. In my own personal research, I have found if I go for those numbers, it either takes me a forever and a year to rank for them, or I just never quite get there. Um, so what I did, I actually saw this Ty, Ty, Ty or Kai Kilgore, Ty Kilgore. <laughs> so he did a really great training um, in the Everything Food Conference group about this. And he, aver- he pulls a list. I used Ubersuggest, which is a free um, Neil Patel platform. He used a paid one. I'm cheap. So I used the free platform and I averaged out my all of the keywords that rank on the first page. I took out any outliers. So anything that's like a zero or 84,000 that just happens, you know, where you get weird numbers sometimes. Then you average out the keyword volume. I might be losing people. You average out the keyword volume. And it gives you a number of the average keyword volume that is ranking on the first page for you. So that's a really great place to start that's reachable and attainable. And you're easier, it's easier to rank for those. Once I started doing that, my thing started ranking within a month, like first page of Google in a month. It's, it's a smaller number than that 2,400, but I'm getting traffic quicker for it. So that's what I've been telling people. And that's what I've been doing with my clients. I've been kind of averaging out because I have people kind of be like, oh, well, this person told me I should be reaching for 5,400. And I'm like, that's great. And you have one post that does that, but everything else is in the 1,200 range. So let's go for something there. It's usually easier to find a keyword. Um, Yeah. Okay. So you talked about your clients. So you got to walk us through the service that you offered because I know that this was something that you and I were trying to determine what would be a good service that you offered. You're so organized. You do so many different, you wear so many hats for me. And I'm very fortunate for that. And no one is ever allowed to hire her to be anyone else's executive admin. Um, with that being said, what do your services look like that you actually offer for content planning? Yeah, so I have a few different things. My uh, most popular, my favorite thing is my membership site where I work. It's a, I call it a hybrid system membership site thing because I do both. So I work one-on-one with everyone. They get 15-minute calls with me every month to talk about productivity and how we can create content faster. And then every month we, I go into their search console and I say, hey, here's four posts you should be updating. Here are the keywords you should go for you're on the edge for this or this season's coming up, let's update it now. And then I look and I find anywhere, usually around five 
other posts or keywords that either should be writing new content for. Some people, I say, hey, your CTRs are really low. So you just need to update these very small things to really increase your traffic. I find these little problems for them. And then I go, okay, you have this error in Search Console. Here's how to fix it. Boom. Um, basically, the stuff no one wants to have to do, I do for them because I'm really nerdy. And then I have um, every month, there's also an SEO tracker where any posts that they update or publish, I keep track of it. And I say, hey, this post hasn't gone up. It's actually gone down over the last three months. Let's talk about ways that we can fix that. Or, wow, like this post keeps going up and up. Let's do a post uh, on this topic to kind of build on that. Um, so that's my membership site. And then I do keyword analyses for people where you give me a topic, I find you a great keyword, and then I kind of go super nerd on it and I give you everything you could ever want to know and then a lot more about it um, to make sure that you're starting off on the right foot. I don't write it for you, so it's kind of in your hands, but I give you the tools to make sure that it um, really applies. Yes. An analysis includes anything from the keyword search volume that's actually happening for words that are somewhat similar, as yeah. well as it includes the questions that are being asked so that you actually make sure that you can answer all those. And it gives you the opportunity to really make sure that you're fleshing it out and giving quality content to that keyword. Uh, so that's the analysis. And you also offer certain... Yeah, so I just started a like a one-on-one -on -one beta program. So it's in beta right now. I have a few people who are in. I'm so excited about it because this is really where I really like making people's calendars for them. And I like organizing people's lives. That's <laughs> Jane. So basically what I'm doing is I'm working one-on-one -on -one with my clients to create a three-month editorial calendar for them where I'm doing all the keyword research for it. I'm keeping track of all of the growth on things. I'm giving suggestions for how we can fill in gaps. I'm giving suggestions for what we should be updating. For Right now, we're working on quarter four. So every week, I'm giving them, hey, I also want you to update this random post that has pumpkin in it. Because when it's time, all I want you to have to do is hit publish. Where during that busy season of life, all this stuff is all ready to go and just ranking already. And then with that, I'm working together with them to create a batching game plan. So I'm giving them a week by week. This is how we're going to batch your content. So my goal is to get them four to six weeks out of scheduled content. So they have a buffer of four to six weeks. Or if they get sick, they want to get on vacation. Their kids are driving them bananas, whatever it is, which is my story. Um, they don't have to worry about getting content out. So I'm every, every other week, I'm sending them an email that says, hey, this is what we're working on the next two weeks. These posts need to go live. This post needs to be taking pictures. I'm making the um, batching pairs so that everything makes sense. I'm getting real nerdy. And basically, I'm just saying, here's what to do. Just do it. There's no thinking in it um, except for actually making the recipe. <laughs> right. All of the research that you're doing for it is coming from what they've already done. So it's yeah. not like you're randomly picking things. It's things that they're already ranking for. They already have created in the past for. Exactly. Uh, I think for me, I always, one thing that I've always tried to say that I do, and this is one of those things where it's like, do as I say, not as I do, is I have always tried to get ahead of things, but I've never been very good at it. And for the first time, um, I am actually planned all the way into September. Um, 
I think we're recording this podcast episode actually the week after my girls are done with school and it won't come out to like mid July, which is insane for me. Um, And it's, but it's, it makes it so much. I'm traveling a ton this summer. I'm gone for three straight weeks at one point. So it just makes life so much. And when you get into that crazy season of getting into the holidays, kids are back to school and it starts getting all nuts. It's so much easier to get far ahead um, for quarter four and to be prepared and ready. I think that there's just so many of us that we run into quarter four and we're kind of like, okay, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? You know, it's like chasing squirrels the entire time, trying to figure out the best thing to make traffic continue to go up and to get things back in front of people. Yeah. And those RPMs in quarter four, like your ad money, it's way higher. And even that's when those sponsored, those brands, their budgets open up. So you want to say, Hey, it's quarter four. My traffic is higher than it's ever been. My RPMs are, you're making all of the money. That's when we're going to make our money. And we kind of bank on that. And I even have a few of my clients are um, like healthy food bloggers. I'm like, okay, so like Q4 is cool and all, but January, we want your stuff to be on point because that's when um, everything is going to blow up for them. Right. Because people are starting to look about getting their diet back on track or whatever else it might be. And I think too, like the great thing about your services, it, it can be for the blogger that understands keyword research and knows how to do it, but just doesn't have the time to be doing it. Because that's one of the things I think we keep talking about. And there's tons of episodes right now that we talk about um, productivity and as far as the amount of time that you actually have and how to speed that up. We feel like we're so overwhelmed with all the different things. Research isn't necessarily something that we need to be putting our time and energy into if you can have someone like Morgan that can go through and get it done and lay it to you pretty much on a silver platter ready to go just write the content for it um I think that and it also is great for those that may not understand keywords yeah. I know, have no desire to ever <laughs> to ever learn I have a few clients like that and they're like I just want to write stuff and I'm like okay just come to me and then we'll just tell you what to write and we'll be good. You just go for it. Yes. Yeah. Because that's what you ideally want. Like you want to be able to create something and know that it's actually going to get out there and in front of people. Mm-hmm. And if you're doing the research to know what is actually ranking, that is that much more likely to happen than if you weren't doing the research and you're making love bug fruit cups for the next 10 years. Or chicken boodle soup. <laughs> That's absolutely right. Oh my goodness. All right. So Morgan, where are the best places to get in contact with you? We're going to link to your um, services in the show notes so people can can go over, check out the membership site, the keyword analyses, as well as your beta testing for one-on-one, which probably by the time this comes out will not be in beta anymore. It'll be full Hopefully. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Um, But where else, what are the best places to reach you? Yeah, so I have a makeshift website at systemsiskyrock.com slash home. You have to do the slash home or it'll show you a 404. Um, I'm also at Morgan Manages on Instagram. I don't touch Facebook, so yeah, <laughs> I need That's perfect. Um, not, not too many places because they won't know where to go. So definitely on Instagram, Morgan Manages. 
Um, and you can always DM her. You guys know how much I love it when you DM. You can also obviously take a screenshot listening to this podcast and tag us on your Instagram stories at Jenny underscore Melrose as well as at Morgan Manages. Um, and then your website, we will link to in the show notes. So even if you're driving and you're like, wait, what did they say? We're just going to let you click on it so that you don't have to remember the home part. We'll make sure that that's already linked there for you. So good stuff. Perfect. All right, Morgan, thank you so much. Um, I know there's so much knowledge that you have as far as getting us all organized and I'm letting you, I think part of the reason that you haven't been on the podcast is I didn't want other people knowing that this is what you did and could help them <laughs> because I wanted you to, all to myself because I'm so <laughs> I promise you my solitude and forever working for you. So we're good. That's right. So Amy Porterfield, if you're listening, you are not allowed to steal Morgan. Done. I've said it. I've laid it down. I don't think I can handle anyone other than you. I love it. All right. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, guys. Well, there you have it. Clearly, content planning needs to be something that you are putting into your schedule and just making part of what you do. If you're looking to hit the ground running for quarter four, you are definitely going to want to get ahead on the content that is going to be coming out for you, as well as the best way to do this is to actually have content planning in place. So if you're not confident to do it yourself, or if you're looking for a little help to save you that time, like we talked about in the episode, you're definitely going to want to check out the services that Morgan offers. So make sure that you pop over to the show notes and you'll be able to be brought to her website so that you can get all the information on the services that she offers. You guys, I would appreciate it so much if you shared a screenshot of the podcast episode. Just tag me at Jenny underscore Rose. You obviously can also tag um, at Morgan Manages. And if you really want to get funny, go ahead and tag Amy Porterfield. But you better not be sending her over to me so that she steals my Morgan. Um, You guys, I appreciate you all so much. If you would leave a review in iTunes, make sure that you actually use your Instagram handle as your name or put it right into the review so that I can make sure that I hop over to thank you once I see that review. It helps so much when you leave a review on iTunes because it allows more people to be able to find the podcast. All right, guys, until next time, I will see you all then. 